Hi, I'm Katie Marquette, and you're listening to Born of Wonder. And here there is something more than just a transient experience. It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. Just when everything is bearing down on us to such an extent that we can scarcely withstand it, the Christmas message comes to tell us that all our ideas are wrong, and that what we take to be evil and dark is really good and light because it comes from God. Our eyes are at fault, that is all. God is in the manger, wealth and poverty, light and darkness, succor and abandonment. No evil can befall us. Whatever men may do to us, they cannot but serve the God who is secretly revealed as love and rules the world and our lives. The celebration of Advent is possible only to those who are troubled in soul, who know themselves to be poor and imperfect, and who look forward to something greater to come. Dietrich Bonhoeffer Hello and welcome to Born of Wonder. I'm Katie Marquette. On this show, we explore anything and everything that inspires wonder and awe in the world. Happy second week of Advent. We are well into things right now. And uh, to just show the chaos of the season, uh, this episode's coming out on Thursday instead of Tuesday. I'm glad that I'm getting an episode out this week. I wasn't sure if that was going to happen. But I um, I, I really did want to put, uh, to put an episode out this week. Um, to tell you, I actually was thinking about doing this next week since next Tuesday is December 13th, which is uh, St. Lucy or St. Lucia's Day, uh, which is all about light and darkness. I wrote a blog post a while back about uh, celebrating that day, how you can celebrate, um, and also about an amazing Advent Mass that I try to go to every year, and I think I will be going again this Saturday, which is a Rorate Mass, which is, it's it's an absolutely incredible Mass, if you've never been to it. Uh, starts well before dawn. Uh, you go into a really dark church lit only by candles, and this is a um, an Advent Mass uh, offered for the Virgin Mary, so the vestments are white instead of the Advent purple, and uh, sort of the idea is that the consecration should happen right when the sun is rising, and uh, that it's 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 a beautiful mass. It's it's sort of a a, a winter solstice mass, a a Saint Lucy mass, a uh, again, a Marian mass, this sort of light in darkness. It's reminding us of what's coming. It's, it's, it's an anticipatory mass of the celebration that we will have at Christmas. And uh, if you can find one near you, I highly, highly encourage you to, to go. Uh, I know this past weekend, the Cathedral of Mary, our Queen here in Baltimore did one. Um, I don't think they've done, done one before, so I'm thrilled that they're doing it. And this weekend, uh, Saturday the 10th, St. Alphonsus in Baltimore City, which is a, um, it's it's run by the priestly order of, uh, of the Fraternity of St. Peter. And uh, so, it's, so it's a Latin Mass, uh, you know, 
a, um, a extraordinary form mass. And so this this Saturday at 6 a.m. is is the Rorate Mass, and it is stunningly beautiful. If you live in the area, it is well worth the you know 4:35 a.m. wake up to go to this mass. So uh, would highly encourage you. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to get this out today is so I could tell you about those things, encourage you to go, uh, you know, click on the blog post link I'm going to put in the show notes so that you can get ready to celebrate um, next week St. Lucy's Day, and then it's the feast of St. John of the Cross. On, uh, on Wednesday on the 14th. So we've got a lot coming up here. Um, I'm just watching the baby on the monitor uh, sitting up. Okay, she's got her stuffed animal. I think we're good. Um, yeah, she's okay. Um, <laughs> just some real life there. Uh, so yes, it's been very hectic. Um, but uh, as this time of year always is, so sort of amusing to think that this is supposed to be sort of a quiet introspective time I don't know too many people who are able to maintain that in sort of the holiday rush <laughs> but I encourage you to find whatever moments you can I mean and they really might be moments uh just um just just to sort of address that this is a waiting time this is a quiet time introspective time just try to honor that um that that part of yourself and that part of the season so uh i hope i hope you are finding time to do that um but uh today on the podcast i wanted to talk a little bit about lord of the rings i mean when can i not talk about lord of the rings but <laughs> we've been rewatching it we've been we're, we're we kind of skipped ahead i'm not following my own advent guide we um we've made it to to the return of the king so um but again we're watching each movie over the course of you know like three or four nights um depending on what we can get through but you know, these movies are incredible. I mean, the books are incredible, but the movies are incredible too. And um, I wrote an advent guide uh, where you can, for the movies, I don't think anybody's reading all three books during advent. If you can, more power to you. I think you could still use the guide, <laughs> but they are, um, they're catered to the movies. Um, and uh, we just finished the two towers last night uh, or the night before. And it's, it's so good. I mean, the Battle of Helm's Deep is so so incredible um chris my husband made a good case that you know the like the epicness of the battle in return of the king it, it is incredible it is amazing and you do get sort of that that beautiful finale culmination all those good things you've been waiting for but helm's deep is uh it, because it's a little bit of a smaller scale I think that uh, you almost are a little more emotionally involved. You aren't sort of overwhelmed by just like the vastness of this epic, epic scale battle for Middle Earth. This is like a very specific place and time. And we have sort of Theoden's backstory of he's just sort of been brought out of, um, you know, this this crippling uh, um, influence of worm tongue, um, very, very satanic influence, clearly. And um, he's still sort of succumbing to despair. And we see Aragorn really playing the part here of the prophet of, of Christ, uh, of just this this promise of of hope fulfilled at the darkest darkest of times and i love those quotes that i started the episode with from uh from the lutheran pastor dietrich bonifer who of course was famously killed by the nazis um imprisoned by them and he wrote a series of amazing letters um and he himself was very active in um, many plans to try to overthrow Hitler. He was an incredible person, incredible theologian. I, I would definitely recommend reading about him. There's a great biography by 
Eric Metaxas that uh, that I really really enjoyed, and he has there's a wonderful Advent guide. Um, it's called God is in the Manger, and it goes through every day of December with some quotes from Dietrich Bonhoeffer. So I would encourage you to look that up as well. But I love that um, that that one quote I shared where he says the celebration of Advent is possible only to those who are troubled in soul, who know themselves to be poor and imperfect, and who look forward to something greater to come. So actually, if you're feeling really um, overwhelmed, troubled, if you are looking around and things are not the way you want them to be, if you're stressed out, uh, actually that's quite appropriate for Advent. Um, (laughs) uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer also would write from his prison cell that Advent is very much like being in prison. Um, it, it's 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 sort of a a like tiny window in the wall that you can sort of see a shaft of sunlight coming in, and you're just holding on to that that little bit of light, um, just hoping so much, hoping against hope. When you really um, all that you can see around you is uh, is is darkness, really, and 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 that you're sort of stuck in this waiting cell. You're not really sure what's next. So maybe not the Christmas message we're used to receiving um, with all the, you know, good cheer and everything, but I think uh, the more beautiful one, the deeper one, the real Christmas message that is uh, that Advent uh, is, you know, represented in this specific season, but that our whole lives are an Advent. That's something else Dietrich Bonhoeffer talks about, that waiting is sort of the human condition uh, and that we can only really feel the full full weight of that waiting when um when we know how much we need uh restoration and how much we need help so if you think about the battle of helms deep they are outnumbered beyond belief they you know their their fortress which was never supposed to be to be stormed has been stormed the walls have fallen um you know the they they are without uh, without hope, they, they, and these are the people who are really in an advent because they have to look around them and see beyond what uh, what their physical situation. They have to see beyond the reality of the situation, and basically hope against hope. And of course, we do get to see that fulfillment when uh, Gandalf does arrive with reinforcements and they win the battle. I mean, it's just it's incredible uh, what happens. So I'm. I'm sort of jumping ahead, but I'm just sort of going to take you through um, my section that I have in the Advent Guide for Lord of the Rings for Helm's Deep, and I'll have a few clips from the movies and things like that, just to sort of give you an idea of what you could be journaling about or discussing uh, in the book club or movie watching club, rather. Um, and just also to remind you that, uh, that, that, that Advent is primarily about about hope and about hope fulfilled and about faith and that that there is good reason to believe that um and in the darkest time you know the literally darkest day of the year coming up you know so few hours of sunlight we kind of forget that because we have so many screens and lights and everything like that but that there that we are sort of huddled in the darkness uh waiting and that uh every year despite how dark it might seem um every year it starts to get lighter and uh and that 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 happens without our uh without our help (laughs) and uh and and happens whether we deserve it or not that advent is it's it's a it's a coming that is beyond us so i just hope that you can enter into that mystery a little bit i'm sort of trying to remind myself of that (laughs) as i uh, very impatiently wait um 
weight on the baby, getting very sort of uncomfortable and tired and wait on things to slow down so we can get things ready for the baby and just uh, the hecticness of this time of year I'm finding a little bit overwhelming. So I'm trying to remind myself uh, to, to, to sort of enter into that quiet waiting uh, even when things seem, uh, seem extremely unlikely. So uh, just a reminder, you can go online to bornofwonder.com, contact me there anytime, really do appreciate your emails. And of course, you can support the podcast on Patreon, just follow a link in the show notes or on the website. It's only $2 a month, but um, everybody who contributes, it really helps a lot. I pay for Adobe Audition to mix these episodes. I play for Blue Dot Sessions, which is sort of the music uh, licensing I use um, for the background music and things like that. Um, You have to pay for a host platform. So uh, podcasting is certainly a passion project, but it's not a free passion project. So uh, those supporters really do, really do help and make it possible for me to keep doing this. So I so appreciate that. And I would love to send you a handwritten note. Uh, If you become a patron, just send me a message. Let me know your address and that you would like, like a letter. And I would love to send one to you. So uh, let's get going. Let's talk about the Twin Towers. Let's talk about the Battle of Helm's Deep and how all of us right now uh, in the season of Advent are fighting the good fight, uh, just just like the Riders of Rohan. Elves and men are stranded in time in the temporal wasteland and exiled from what St. Thomas Aquinas calls their true native land. That's from Joseph Pierce's Frodo's Journey. He really sums it up really well there. Uh, Pope Emeritus Benedict uh, XVI would call uh, the time we are living in an in-between time. Uh, When the shadow is lifted, the curtain parted, but we are not yet free of time and all its tragedies. Advent is a season to remind ourselves we are waiting, but not waiting in vain, but waiting with hope. Hope fulfilled in the most beautiful and surprising of ways, a baby in a manger. So, uh, so, so like, uh, like sort of the, the elves and men of Middle Earth, we are, we are living in an in-between time. We aren't quite home yet, but we have all these glimpses of the fulfillment of, of the prophecies of, uh, of the, uh, of, of our ultimate ends. And we sort of have to live in that sort of tenuous hope, um, but hope that has, uh, has a real foundation. It's not, it's not sort of a fruitless hope. So let's review a little bit about what is going on in the tw- in the two towers. So the two towers begins quite literally in the pits of hell with Gandalf wrestling the demonic Balrog through the fiery dungeons of Moria. Frodo and Sam are journeying ever closer to Mordor and are now being closely followed by Smeagol, Gollum, one of the ring's most tragic victims. Despite Sam's protestations, Frodo invites Gollum to be their guide to Mount Doom. Battles ensue, Pippin and Merry are separated from Legolas, Aragorn, and Gimli, and Gandalf returns as Gandalf the White. King Theoden of Rohan has been manipulated and cursed into a sick stupor, much to the horror of his family, and in a true Christ-like display, Gandalf casts out Saruman and restores the king to health. So think about how Aragorn convinces Theoden to take a stand at Helm's Deep despite certain defeat. 
uh, Theoden is is very much ready to give up, uh, much to to my sort of annoyance all the time. Like, come on, be a good king, <laughs> but he really has succumbed to despair. Sort of his confidence in his people. He, you know, we have to remember he sort of came out of this uh, demonic possession and realizes his son is dead. Uh, everything sort of he's fought for all this time has uh, has has been taken away from him. He's been um, manipulated. He he's has the has had the voice of Saruman and Sauron in his head uh for for who knows how long um and uh and and he feels it and his his despair is evident so where does Aragorn's faith come from is it merely foolhardiness or is it a deeper conviction that prompts him to such a noble stand so think about how Aragorn and Theoden there it's sunrise they don't know if if help will arrive in time, but their faith is rewarded. This is a great scene when, you know, Theoden says, what can we do? And they're just sort of retreating. They've retreated. They're hiding inside. Um, you know, all the women and children are hiding in the caves. They could go to the mountain, but they're going to be attacked by the orcs on the way. And uh, Theoden is just sort of ready to just, I guess, just wait, wait, wait for them to, to uh, for the orcs and everybody to just get in and slaughter them. Um, and Aragorn has to give him a, a real pep talk um, but this is this is a beautiful scene here, and we are also, again, it's so fascinating how in Lord of the Rings, um, each character sort of plays the different parts of Christ or roles of Christ rather at different points. You know, Frodo, Aragorn, Gandalf all uh, epitomize Christ as prophet and king uh, and savior at different moments. And um, we we have Gandalf the prophet, you know, sa saying that, uh, look for me uh, at dawn. And, and we see that shaft of light. And remember, think of Bonifer again with that in that prison cell, just a shaft of light. And uh, we don't quite know what that promise is. But of course, they go out, they ride out. Um, sure, they're going to be killed and instead uh, are met with a victory. So let, let's uh, let's revisit that scene. What can men do against such reckless hate? Ride out with me. Ride out and meet them. For death and glory. For Rohan. For your people. The sun is rising. Look to my coming at first light on the fifth day. At dawn, look to the east. Yes. Yes. The horn of Helm Hammerhand shall sound in the deep. One last time. Yes! Let this be the hour when we draw swords together. Fell deeds awake. Now for wrath. Now for ruin. And the red dawn. So 
So I'm, I, I'm feeling inspired now, definitely. So <laughs> it's, oh, it's so incredible. They ride out on that bridge. You know, the horses are thundering out. They're just slaying through the orcs. And then we see Gandalf coming in the distance uh, and that, that huge sort of mass of riders just coming down that hillside. It's incredible. Side note, did you know that almost all the riders were played by women? Uh, so <laughs> there are women in beards. Um, if you look this up, you can see sort of the makeup they did to get them all ready for this. Uh, but, you know, as I know, as an equestrian, um, the, the majority of people in the horse world these days are women. And I think they had a casting call for extras uh, to just bring their ho own horses uh, to be in these sort of massive riding scenes. And, uh, and most of the people who showed up were women. And so they put some beards on them. And there you go. So you've got the riders of Rohan uh, heading out. It's not just Eowyn out there representing the women. Uh, there, there are a lot of women in disguise, but that, that's total side note. But, uh, but what an epic, epic, epic scene. Um, so here we are in the second, second week of Advent. If you're doing an Advent wreath, I'm sure there's one at your church, but the second Advent candle is also purple. Uh, we have Godete, uh, Sunday coming up, um, which is joy, but this week it's faith. And I mean, there could not be a more, appropriate theme uh for for the two towers um it's called the bethlehem candle a reminder of mary and joseph's journey to bethlehem which was such a faith-filled journey <laughs> um think about how strange it must have been for joseph to hear that his betrothed was pregnant with the son of god strange being a big understatement um think of his faith as he brought his family into egypt which is of course a land where his people had been persecuted and enslaved and uh and again everything's against them so here we are in with faith the bethlehem candle is lit so we think about how the themes of faith and trust come up with, throughout the two towers and how we can journey through to christmas filled with faith um and again faith that is sometimes hard to foster you know i mean theoden does not have faith he doesn't have faith and he needs aragorn uh to give it to him so that can be something else to think about about how we can encourage each other um and that uh that despair is really uh tempting um at the you know the darkest times of life the darkest time of the year which is what we're in but um but that faith calls us to light the candle uh, that there is light in the darkness and that um, that we believe that that things will be fulfilled that we have faith that that help is on the way uh, that Gandalf is going to arrive in time uh, and that this incredibly un you know crazy battle where you're totally totally um, overrun I mean outnumbered that you are going to win that that that's faith I mean it's a crazy crazy faith but that's really what we're called to this time of year Another theme I think is super important in the two towers is sacrifice and resurrection. Gandalf the Grey becomes Gandalf the White. Uh, Aragorn is presumed dead when a war-riding orc carries him over a cliff, but he too returns from the brink of death. So what do these near-death moments teach us about sacrifice and rebirth? How can we incorporate those themes into our preparations for Advent and the literal birth of Christ? Uh, again, I think here faith is... it is is so important because you know you're 
<laughs> in the case of Gandalf, uh, all the companions saw him fall into like the pits of hell fighting the this demon, the Balrog. I mean, who could have ever thought he would survive that? I mean, they, they, they think they saw him die, um, but he is resurrected. And he actually quite literally is resurrected. He said that he was sort of given another chance at life because he had some mission to, to fulfill. And I mean, Aragorn likewise is, uh, I mean, as good as dead. Um, and of course, in some way, sort of Arwen brings, brings him back. Um, again, he has a role to fulfill. Uh, and, and yet again, we are asked to have incredible faith. I mean, when Aragorn comes riding back, I mean, who would have thought that they saw him fall from some, you know, 50 foot, I mean, probably even higher than that cliff, uh, get drowned in the river or something. And here he is, he rides back and not only rides back, but leads them into victory and battle. These are impossible circumstances. Um, but Advent is an impossible story, <laughs> an impossible story that happened. So I think that a, a story like the two towers, like, like the whole arc of Lord of the Rings can really help us enter into these themes. There's a lot more I could say, but I will leave it there. I'm going to put a link in the show notes um, if you want to sort of dive deeper into uh, into some of these themes from not only the Two Towers, but from Fellowship of the Ring and Return of the King. You can um, hop online there. Uh, so, so my recommendation is certainly to go ahead and, you know, immerse yourself in Lord of the Rings and to also try to take some time to, uh, to find a little bit of quiet here and there, a little bit of... Uh, of peaceful waiting <laughs> amidst all the all the craziness of this time of year. So I hope everyone is doing well. Um, I will be back next week. I think next week's episode is going to be all about how Christmas is about second chances. Uh, think about the best Christmas movies. I guarantee you they are all about a second chance. Think of Scrooge. Think of It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, there are many other examples. So we're going to be talking about that. And then I have um, a fun interview coming up. Uh, before the end of the month so that will be out and then we'll probably have one or two episodes and then I'm probably going to take off uh, a couple months uh, maybe you know at, at the very least January and February a little maternity leave um, and but I will be you know keeping you posted and I just you know who knows when when it'll be time to come back but uh but we'll just see. So uh, thank you as always for following along I hope you are having a beautiful advent season and uh that is all for today. I'm Katie Marquette, and this is Born of Wonder. It's like in the great stories, Mr. Frugal. The ones that really mattered. Full of darkness and danger they were. And sometimes you didn't want to know the end. Because how could the end be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was when so much bad happened? But in the end, it's only a passing thing. This shadow, even darkness must pass. A new day will come. And when the sun shines, it'll shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you. That meant something. Even if you were too small to understand why. But I think, Mr. Furrow, I do understand. I know now. Folk in those stories had lots of chances of turning back, only they didn't. They kept going. 
because they were holding on to something. What are we holding on to, Sam? There's some good in this world, Mr. Fertile. And it's worth fighting for. And here there is something more than just a transient experience. It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. <laughs>